Iowa everywhere. It's time for Miller and Williams on Iowa Everywhere. Presented by Prairie Meadows Racetrack and Casino. This is Iowa Everywhere. All right, guys, what's going on? Welcome to Miller and Williams here. We are, of course, presented by our friends at Prairie Meadows Racetrack and Casino. Your favorite place to play. I thought that was my line. Well, you've dropped the ball so many times. Yeah, that's true. I actually chose not to pick up the ball uh, because I'm like, I don't want to sing. That's embarrassing. Like, what do I care about embarrassing? That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. So, F it. Yep, you got it, too. You know what? I got a plan for that. August 31st, I'm going to say right now, I am scheduled to have uh, hair transplants. Oh. Now, I'm, I can back out because it it's a little steep. But, um, you know, we're, my wife and I are talking about it, and she's trying to get a handle on why I want it and all this and that. And uh, I'm, like, emotionally and mentally trying to get a handle on why I want it. But uh, if I do it, I, I, care, I clearly don't care what people think because I'm telling you about it. I'll just it. shave. That's where I'm at. I'm just afraid. I gotta. I'll look like uh, Scott Van Pelton, uh, like the Highlander. There can only be one. You would look like Scott Van. You've you've never seen the Highlander, have you? I've I've never even heard of it. That's a. Let's move along. Toyota. Let's move along. All right. This is a very rare Miller and Williams today. We have one topic that we're hitting on. Because I think I can intellectually tickle your funny bone. When it comes to the influencer turned professional boxer Jake Paul, can we? Can I state my premise right now? I don't know. Yeah, what you're real quick. Say. Let, yeah. I just want to lay this out for the audience yeah. real quick. How this became? Okay, good, 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 good. So he had a fight against um, Tyson Fury. Uh, not Tyson Fury. I was going to say, bro. Yeah, Tom, Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury. Whatever. I'm not even here's the deal. I'm not this huge Jake Paul fan, so I need to lay this out too. But I, I wanna so he had a fight on Sunday. I actually watched it. It was very entertaining. Uh I'm I'm a UFC guy. I don't really watch a lot of boxing. But I'd never watched one of these Paul shenanigan type deals, so I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. He used to be a boxing fan back in the day. I haven't watched watched it much at all lately. And I put out a tweet about hey, that was actually a pretty entertaining fight. And you just got on your soapbox about, oh, I hope he lost. And I said, hey, John, let's, let's, let's have a debate about this on the podcast coming up. So here we are. That's what we're going to do to you today, short and sweet. Why do you, why do you hate him so much? Hates uh, not a word I used. Um, I, I just dislike, uh, I dislike the, the Paul family antics. Um, I think, you know, listen, there are a lot of ways to make money in this world. And I, I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, okay, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, I just don't like their style. Um, I think that they have probably influenced some kids in ways that I think are unhealthy from a societal standpoint. Okay. Um, that's fair. And I really think that they're fuckheads. So I want to see him lose in boxing and i'm really glad that he did because he's not a boxer and i felt the minute that he actually fought anyone with a boxing pedigree and tommy fury's pedigree 
I think the combined uh, record of the pro fighters he's fight is something like, I don't know, 15, 110, and two. Um, Tommy Fury's a tomato can. I mean, yeah. Tommy, calling Tommy Fury a tomato can is an insult to tomato cans, and he just beat Paul over. I, there's you know no more reason to watch J- Jake Paul box than there is to watch Donnie Bonaducci from the Partridge family in a celebrity boxing match. And that's not my form of entertainment. So good luck to you in this conversation. So I thought many of the same thoughts as you for a really long time. Still do. I, I actually, I thought it was a good story. I was glad he lost as well. I wasn't like, I'm not like this Jake Paul fanboy. I need to make this very clear. In fact, Ross and I used to, we used to go on for hours about, about the Paul family. Look, right right now, the point spread, you're, it's minus double digits. I'm setting you up. You are. I'm setting you up. And then I started to do more reading about Jake Paul's challenges of the UFC and fighter pay and fighter benefits and whatnot. And I view him now more, John, as a disruptor compared to a professional boxer. And guys like you and me can appreciate that I think like th- this is a guy really for the for the most part he is self-made now you can not like the way he made himself but he is a self-made man yeah so are drug dealers and, or who so are drug dealers <laughs> not really because they usually got the you know, if you know the if you've read about how those deals work they they're not generally self-made they're just pushed out there but anyways um Sorry, I'll yield to your drug dealer. This is a guy who has found a way to basically go. I don't want to say he's going head to head with the UFC because that that's not true. It's a it's a different sport. But boxing boxing created Jake Paul in, in the sense that it's been so corrupt for so long with so many bad actors that it allowed this guy to basically rise out of social media stardom to really challenge the core and challenge the being that is professional boxing in this country. They're not in this country in this world. The amount of people who are paying to, to watch this guy fight. So it's like, I get it. Like you don't like him. You don't like his antics, but don't you have to respect the disruptor entrepreneurial nature that he holds? Okay, so I'm going to need to rely on you to be um, completely honest, and and I find I found you to be an honest individual. Why would I not be honest with you? I, I just said I found you to be an honest individual. Um, well, yeah, but you prefaced it with "I need to rely on you." Like, because, why because, you you're a sig- because you're a significant underdog right now, and you haven't done anything to make up ground, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so. I disagree. I I think that I'm so, minus two hundred right now. All right, let me ask, let me ask you a question. Um, was Jake Paul? featured in logan paul's youtube channel and logan paul's antics um as logan was making his estimated over 100 million dollars as a youtube streamer was jake paul part of that i i don't know their the core i always thought jake was the first one am i wrong I think Logan is the one that... Um, and he's in WWE now. He's doing that type of stuff. Yeah, right, right, right. So I... I he's one so of the headliners of wrestling. For, for, forgive me if I'm lumping in 
Jake with Logan. I feel like they're the same thing. Like, I feel like that's the same entity. I think think that social media presence and the antics and stuff and what they did and trashing it, just, just, I think it's a Paul creation. So, yeah. So let's go with that premise that they are the same team. Okay. Let's do, let's go with that premise. Having established that premise, whether it's right or wrong, but we'll just pretend that it's right. You're going to, with a straight face, try to assert that um, even a modicum of Jake Paul's motivations are altruistic and that he set out to create, to, to be a voice and speak out for equal pay for those in the fight game, I think is laughable. From what I've seen of the Pauls, granted, not an expert. They're out for themselves to make their pockets fat. And again, if you're not breaking any laws, do what you got to do. Doesn't mean I have to like the way that you do it. And I don't. I don't feel that any of this is altruistic. And I think to try to make the claim that it is and that they're intentionally being a disruptor to improve things for other people, post de facto narrative, I think that's what this is because I have seen them try to pivot and put that forth that, hey, we're out here doing this. And maybe, yeah, maybe no. it helps. But that I don't believe that was their motive uh, from the start. I think it's an after-the-fact narrative that is being spun. Okay, and I agree with you. Well, look at this. Two guys who disagree, and then they come to some uh, common ground. No, I don't think like when Logan and Jake were sitting around in their basements forming this YouTube channel that they're like, oh, man, we're really going to challenge the UFC. Like, I, I no. I don't believe that, but I think that they've like inspired some fighters in the UFC. Uh, in fact, the heavyweight champion of the world just left the company because he's seen the model laid down by the Pauls where he can go out and take care of himself and take care of his family and, and make six to seven more times for two boxing matches because of his name that's been laid out by these guys who, again, like them or not, are disruptors in what has been the most crooked sport in the history of the United States of America. That's a good thing. Okay. Um, You know what? So your opinion, I think, has merit based upon that it could, that, that the Pauls, through no designs of their own, and not a, I don't feel that they have an altruistic bone in their bodies. That's probably strong. I, I don't feel that they're I just think the older they are altruistic. Well, the, yeah, they may, I, may, think, I think that they've looked around and go like, oh, we're actually making a little bit of change here. But I, and, and, and if they have become self-aware of that and they want to lean into that, that's great. They're still going to line their pockets. And again, that's fine too. Um, so yeah, maybe they, accidentally have become agents of change that will lead to better outcomes for other people who couldn't have had better outcomes without the system being challenged and speaking truth or alternatives to power. I'm all about that. Okay. So I can respect that aspect of what has come from the Paul. My work here is done. My work here is done. 
That was but the only I point I was like trying them. to make. I don't like them. I wasn't going to make you like them. I don't even like them. My point was to because I I know I know John Miller. I know your passion for disruption and entrepreneurs. All I wanted to hear you say you was set respect. Me up. You set me up because you you know that I have a soft spot in my, in my heart for that. You're right. Um, I, just, I won. I, I just. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to fight the fact that your that tell your, me I won that your take on this didn't uh, potentially come out better than I had anticipated it would. <laughs> I just. I you know what? Maybe maybe I should have asked for clarity over what we were going to do okay. on this. Uh, and I didn't, and that's why I wonder where I learned all the, how to do this shit. <laughs> but, but I yeah, listen. I will put. I mean, come on, Apple. Does do not disturb effing even matter anymore? Even <laughs> Christmas. I feel like a luddite around here. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, I'm a big guy. Intent matters to me. Mo- motives matter to me. Yeah, I, I um, and. I just feel like they back assed into this position of being agents of change when that was never their intent. And so that's why I'm having a hard time allowing you to declare victory here. No, I won, but but, but, that's okay. But objectively, if that was your angle, then okay. Yeah, that was my, I never, I never anticipated that I would get you out of here buying like Jake Paul merchandise. Again, I don't even like the guy. Like, I'm not like this fanboy, but like, I have seen my as their you know rise has kind of changed over the last five six years. Ross and I used to hate these guys. Like, it was a big deal. And I mean, I, I just don't feel that level anymore because I see kind of what they're doing and how it could potentially impact the fight game a little bit. Which I I love. I love big fights. Do you remember like how big of a deal the boxing used to be? Like oh, you yeah. would know I more mean, than, like I, I miss I, it, but it's never coming back. But. I was thinking about that not long ago. As a kid, I mean Muhammad Ali fights were on over the air ABC wild wide world of sports. Muhammad Ali was the most recognizable, famous person on the planet. My parents in like 80 or 81, they won some trip to the Bahamas or something like that, or Puerto Rico. And they came home and dad was telling me that they, uh, you know, had just landed at the airport or something like that. And they were waiting in line for a cab. Cab door opens up and they were going to get in it and outstep the champ. And he shook hands with Muhammad Ali. I thought that was one of the coolest things of all time. Just that little encounter. And then... You know, in in the 80s, Mike Tyson, when I was a teenager, we would do anything that we could to watch Mike Tyson fights because that's kind of when the pay-per-view thing really started to get going. But not all of Tyson's fights were on pay-per-view. He was a a force of nature. That guy was a disruptor. He was a force of nature, one of the most uh, uh, amazing power punchers in the history of the sport. And then I remember um, Lennox Lewis, I think, against uh, Vladimir Klitschko back in like – um 2001 2002 time frame those lewis klitschko fights must see tv they were amazing and i remember that i think they might have been on hbo or show i remember staying up you know late ish to watch those things so um just phenomenal uh times but yeah those times are past the, it, it, the there's not as much science in the sweet science anymore or at least that's my assumption i haven't really paid much attention to yeah ufc yeah. and dana white's had a lot to do with that too and i can't bring myself to watch the ufc i did early on 
but um i'm a huge fan i'm a bigger fan now than ever right and and i i will admit that when i first started watching them that was back when i still drank okay that's like going to concerts i died i know i I was entertained in that but you know in in 06 when i stopped drinking I just can't get into it. I, I, when I view it, it's too violent for me. I mean, there are times watching the NFL these days with how fast and powerful uh, the defenders are now, which increase, increases the, the energy behind the collisions. I have a hard time sometimes seeing that. So um, I just don't think the UFC is for me. That's fair. It's not for everybody. That is absolutely the truth. Right. All right. Uh, good debate. We need to do this. Just find one topic and do 15 to 20. This was fun. We should. We, should do this. we should do this in addition you know maybe like a little bone like maybe maybe in the spring and summer when topics are a little more shallow sports wise we do this or we do it on non-sports you know we listen yeah, when, and- you are, when you and i are in vegas later this month I, are you come are you going to do a sleepover with me or are you changing on that well i at the time i didn't think iowa state would be playing in the wednesday night games okay so so now you got me okay no that's fine i've already we cleared- gotta get I've already cleared it with the tower. I had we to have to get through were. Saturday to know when games are, and then I will report back. Right. I had to explain who you were. I ha- I shared uh, the camera. You know who I am? My wife does, but she doesn't know, like who you are as a person to allow you to sleep under the roof of our house where we have a 13-year-old daughter, so you can understand that. I mean, okay, listen, if you told my wife, hey, John Miller is going to come sleep with us, sleep over with us, she'd, she'd be probably, like, okay, whatever. She may know me a little bit more, but anyway. But I, I, I showed her Cammy's podcast. And she's like, well, this guy reminds me a lot of you. He's a great, <laughs> he's a great dad. Okay. Yeah. He can stay here. Wasn't she um, amazing? Dude. Like I, I've never had more pride in my kid. Like I was just, I've been smitten by her ever since. Yeah. My face hurt. Cause I smiled the whole time. She's so smart. The words <laughs> that she was stringing together, the control that she was taking. I just sat there from a dad's perspective, a broadcaster's oh. perspective and all that. And I was just like, I love this child. She's just so wonderful. And it was so, it just made me, it filled me with joy listening to that. Thank you. I, yeah, I really, I really mean every word of that. She, she's something I, I was talking to Chris about it earlier today, but we have different on it. So I, she's been wanting to do this for so long. And like the selfish part of me is like, God, now I got to edit it. I got to upload it. I got to create a feed. Right. And I just kept telling her like, okay, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. We're not going to, it's like going to softball. Like I, I want you to have fun, but I want you to try. That's my biggest thing. Yeah. If we're going to do these things, we're going to, we're going to work at it. And she came down and she had an outline put together. Oh, that's awesome. And, she was ready to go. She's got a list of like potential guests she wants to get. It's yeah. great. You know, buddy, I'm telling you this, you know, and I got a 20 year old um, and I, I walk by, you know, we've got like a Google thing in our kitchen that you can, it just plays photo albums that you basically can oh, yeah. photo albums. Right. And I walk by it regularly and I see three-year-old Grace, five-year-old Grace, seven-year-old Grace, three-year-old Mary. And I, I wrote a song. I wrote a poem, turned it into a song when Grace was three and it, it starts, someone said that days creep by like time is standing still, but the years go by like shooting stars and we have not had our fill. And once a baby, now a girl, they, when you have children, you have multiple children. You have the three-year-old version of Cammy. You have the six-year-old version of Cammy. The three-year-old version of Cammy is never coming back. It's never coming back. 
but you appreciate the cameo that you have and that never stops. And the time that you're spending with her, this project you're doing together with her someday, many, many, many decades in the future, when you leave this earth, this experience that you are having with Cammy is going to, is going to mean everything to her. She'll never forget it. She will never forget it. And you are empowering her. You are speaking power into a woman in a male dominated world where she is going to have challenges that you and I didn't have. And that's why things like this bring me so much joy and I'm getting old and I'm getting emotional. Um, it's just beautiful. And you're a phenomenal dad. And this, this project with Cammy is just, um, it's, it's just a manifestation of love. And uh, that's, that's what it's all about. Sorry. I didn't <laughs> get you on as a guest. I didn't plan on uh, getting teary-eyed this morning, but um, I just makes me think of my kids and my relationship I have with. No, those I kids. get it. Yeah, it's dad. The I dad daughter. Dad, the dad daughter thing is super oh. strong. Well, our uh, producer Matt Van Winkle just found out that he's having a second daughter, mm. and I was when I knew they were going to find out the gender, and he goes, "What do you think it is?" And I go, "I hope for your sake, it's another girl." Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he goes, really? I kind of want one of each. And I'm like, no, man. Being an all-girl dad is like the greatest gift. Yeah, I'm sure is. boy dads are very happy, too. For sure. Like, For sure. I think I would have been a different dad, and I don't think I would have been as good. That might not be true. But I will say that I absolutely have never once thought and never will thought, boy, I wonder what it's like to have a son. Never thought it. Never. When, when, you know, we had, I think four miscarriages before we had Mary. And of course the first thing you want is a healthy child. And I know you guys went through a lot longer road than we did. Um, you want a healthy child, but then my Andrew's like, do you want a boy or girl? I'm like, girl, 51, 49% girl. Um, just because, uh, the experience with grace was literally life-changing it rewired the dna in my mind of how i look at women and how i moved on from the jocular teenage version of john and the 20 something version of john um that objectified women that made snide comments that was misogynistic um to the john now that while maybe is not entirely 100 percent pure and clean of those things is no longer that person. And it's my daughters that my daughters have been the greatest agent of change in my life. And I am grateful eternally for that. No doubt. I just, I was sorry. Nothing you just said there was funny. I just heard the dog snoring in the background while you were <laughs> Ginger's <snoring>. back. Ginger <laughs> lived through her surgery. We don't know if she's got two months to live or two years to live, but she's back. Uh, <laughs> you're just pouring your heart out. It's this beautiful moment on the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you know what? That's a, that is a uh, a microcosm of life. Well done, sir. We'll talk soon. All right, sounds uh, good. And we will be in Vegas coming up in a few weeks. I, I'm fifty. Circus. I'll be I'll be fifty two when we get to Vegas. And there are a few things that I've looked forward to in my adult life more than this. Like a child, I'm like I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's gonna be great. I can't yep. wait. Looking forward to it. He's John Miller. I'm Chris Williams. Have a great weekend, everybody. Iowa everywhere.